buying new wheels. We got some good tunes and a total disregard for public safety. <laughs> You're right. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> to the greatest movies of all time podcast season two episode i'm gonna say 43 44 sounds good check it um regardless we are here for a super super special episode we have a super special guest um which we'll be introducing in just a moment but before we do um i gotta give a shout out and give a big welcome and thank you to our patreon supporters watching along in the live stream you're also along for this little treat um, before we get to that special guest, I'd like to introduce my co-host, Gabriel. Welcome back. Hi. It's good to be here. <laughs> it is. I've I had... feel like it's yeah. been a while. It's been a while. It's been a while. But I um, also had some car trouble tonight, so I, I feel flustered. But Oh, you know, that's that's why you just set your car on fire and walk away and film it in slow-mo. And then uh, I would. Better. After. But I, I blame it on, and I don't know if this is a good or bad thing, when I was thinking about it, and as I was staring up into the sky, as when we were recording this, um, we are in the midst of some sort of full moon um, span of time. Spooky season. Yeah, spooky season. I look up, if it's not a full moon, it was a full moon yesterday, it's going to be a full moon tomorrow. Um, and so, you know, curses, I blame that on my, my car trouble. But I think that's fitting for our special guest for this show. Howling at the moon, if you will. Uh, Michael J. Wolf, the, the 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 main front for the band Wolfface. Welcome. Hey, hey guys, thanks for having me. Thanks, thanks, thanks for, for joining us. us right? Um, yeah. So, Michael J., we invited you on here because we're also going to talk about a couple films, uh, Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf Two, which I know them well. You know them well, right? And and yes. we'll get into it. Um, some might even say, you know, you know them better than anyone. Uh, absolutely. Well, I don't know about Teen Wolf 2, but Teen Wolf, yes, because, I mean, as you know, that was based on my life story. So it's very close to me. And I think it's, you know, we'll go through ratings later, but objectively, it's the greatest film of all time. Well, we'll see that. There's two of us yeah. as well. We have to make that vote. But I think this is our first biopic. This is. Not only our first biopic, but having the the, the person the biopic is based on yeah, the on the subject. podcast. Yeah, it's, it's an honor, right? <laughs> That's an honor for us, for sure. Yeah, yeah. no yeah. question. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> so, just for, for for those for the ignorant few out there, um, you know, I think I think a lot of folks are are very familiar with the MTV series Wolf uh, Team Wolf that will be. That's what we're talking about, I assume, right? Uh, All six seasons. Yikes. No. <laughs> no, I didn't no. sign off on that shit. <laughs> I've not seen it myself. Um, I've heard that's a bastardization of the original story. So it's another, yeah, it's another money grab, like Stre- Teen Wolf Two, stretched into six seasons. Teen Wolf uh, also. 
But here's the yep. thing, and we're going to get off this topic real quick. You know, sorry to the, the surprise gotcha moment here with the team. I know series. you put me on the spot. <laughs> Brought everything way down. I know. I didn't listen, want to talk about it. Listen, we 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 cleared this with our corporate offices, so we know it's good. And the deals that were were um were, were made behind the scenes to get you on here. But um, but no, on a true little a funny story or the tragedy of youth, if you will. Um, in my line of work, I had some younger individuals hanging out at the house. And um, they're in their early 20s. And again, nothing against the young. But um, Well, I've heard youth is wasted on them. You know, it, that's what they say. But so I mentioned, I said, Michael J. Wolf is going to be on the podcast, upcoming um, guest. And, and, and I said, oh, Michael J. Wolf. And they're kind of nodding like, you know, they're being polite. But <laughs> they said, I said, yeah, you know, Michael J. Wolf of... Teen Wolf fame, you know, the what the whole story is based off of. And they said, oh, yeah. And not being, they weren't funny people. They said, oh, yeah, I, I've seen the series. Mm. And so, they're not allowed at your house anymore, I hope. That I, I haven't spoken to them since, Mike. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> you just don't want toxic people in your life. It's like, yeah, I got to move on and I got to, you know, go. Ahead. So I view part of this as maybe an educational um, experience for for, for our younger listeners, I, we got a couple folks in the in, in, in the chat that are, you know, I think they'll be educated on this. We appreciate some of our younger supporters, but um, but I think that's an important thing. So anyway, it was a funny little situation, but seriously, um, she, both of them were um, being sincere um, <laughs> and not aware of, of of the original film based on your life. So sad. It's sad um, with, with well, the, the well. The funny thing is, uh, I think there are quite a few people who really like my band and legitimately have no idea what it's about <laughs> other than it's werewolves and basketball jerseys. They must just think that's just some random combination. Cause I've, yeah. I've literally talked to people like that who they, 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 they're into it. But when you actually bring up what it's about, they're like, Oh, okay, I get it. Or, but they don't cause they never even seen the movie. Wow. But it's cause they're, cause they're like, I mean, how, like if you're 30, could you have seen the movie? I don't think so, right? <laughs> like, I mean, there's yeah, definitely no, the possibility I, you missed it. Yeah, we're we're at a point where you know, it's it you know, at best case scenario, there might be some 35 year olds who've seen this, right? But we're we're talking we're talking folks in their their 40s, and yeah. I mean, so like speaking, like this speaking, old guy, yeah, like us old dudes right here. Um, but but I but I I've been doing my part. Um, I have, you know, a teenage son, and, and I made sure that, um, that, that he has seen. It didn't show him the Jason Bateman film, but, but I definitely... Oh, good, yeah. You did him a well, favor. I, I know, I, I called Child Protective Services if I <laughs> heard you did that. You wouldn't have him for long, my man. <laughs> All right, no, listen, I appreciate that. Like, one, the, we didn't have to go that far, but number two, I, I do appreciate you would, you would take it that far and, and do the necessary means to, to protect our, our, our children. Michael J is for the kids. I appreciate that. So real quick, before we jump into Teen Wolf, you know, one and two here, you mentioned your band. Do you want to tell, you know, any, any folks, you know, let's kind of connect the dots for, for anybody listening out there? Sure, um, sure. Yeah. So uh, so we're a punk band. Um, as you know, you know, most, most of you know my story from the movie Teen Wolf. Mm -hmm. After that, you know, we're in a society where we like to, we love our heroes, but then people like to kind of chew up the heroes and spit them out, you know, and that's kind of what happened to me, Hollywood, 
you know, ran amok with Teen Wolf 2, a money grab. I had nothing to do with that. I wanted nothing to do with it. And so I kind of left the scene for a while and I decided I'll start a band, you know, to talk about my my life in high school and my the trials and tribulations of being a basketball dominating teenage werewolf. And that's when I started Wolfface. And now I'm a music dominating teenage werewolf. And, uh, you know, we've, we've been running strong ever since. Listen, I can attest to that. I've been a, a first Wolfface experience um, years ago. In 2015, maybe, I saw it somewhere. I was in downtown St. Petersburg, Florida. Oh, right. Um, one, of, one of the fests, festivals. You know, back when there were, you know, actual clubs on downtown, that, that yeah, downtown right. area on Central. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I can attest that life-changing experience. Um, and, and ever since then, been been trying to convert the, the uninitiated. So. Well, I, I appreciate it. the pivot away from, you know, movies and and basketball to basketball and music yeah well it's kind of like you know you 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 conquered things and you got to move on otherwise it's just all downhill you know i conquered the film industry i conquered the sports industry and now i've conquered the music industry and actually now i'm conquering the video game industry uh exclusive for you guys all right uh it hasn't been officially announced yet but there is a wolf face NES game, and I'm talking old-school Nintendo, original NES, that is going to be released in the next couple months. It will be a playable cartridge. I have the cartridge and box in hand, and uh, Rolling Stone magazine has already declared it the greatest video game of every generation. Wow. So that's an exclusive for you guys, and that's not bullshit. (laughs) Man, we well, can't wait for that to drop. The, the, the Rolling Stone thing might be bullshit, but everything yeah. else. Is bullshit. <laughs> but, uh, but also, I was also you know, like, wow, Rolling Stone. I mean, I know they do like media, and you know, I guess it's the music connection. Um, you know. Oh yeah, they, they follow whatever I do. You know, they're hooked. They gotcha. No, that's you know. I also like the eight bit piece because it's it's again it connects with the sort of original Teen Wolf um, film. It's, it's same era. Yeah. Exactly. It fits with the era. So it's a it's it's a great marketing move and a business move on my part because literally three of my fans will actually be able to play it. Um, so we're, I'm sure we're going to sell boatloads. It's 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 what they call an instant classic. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess we'll see. I mean, yeah. I like it. It makes me giggle. So uh, that's why that's why I made it. No, I think that's great. I mean, if if I if we were releasing the, you know the greatest movies of all time video game. I, that's the route I think we would go. No question. Oh, you got it. All right, if you ever want to do that, let me know because it's taken me a long time to figure out how to do this, and I got some good tips. <laughs> Man, nice. I'm, I'm pumped. I almost want to pivot to a video game talk, but I just, I just always assumed like the the greatest movies video game would come out on Sega Dreamcast. It would go on Sega oh, Dreamcast. You're right. That is what I mean. Uh, knowing our history, you're right with video game systems. And, That's a solid one for sure. The fondness. We have a, we have a soft for, spot. We have a spot, soft spot. It soft spot for Dreamcast. It all started with the Dreamcast. Same. In the early early streaming days too. You're right. It's taking it way back. Um, but yeah, no, you'll have to stream that thing on Twitch too. By the way, then the the wolf. It, it, the, do do we get a title for the for the for the game? Uh, yeah, it's called a eight bit son of a bitch. <laughs> Appropriate, appropriate. Um, Fantastic. 
given you know given some of the Wolfface song titles. All right, so listen, um, I know I know you're itching to, uh, you know, no pun intended, um, but getting in <laughs> getting into. He's had his flea dip recently. Well, that's you know that's the one thing I, I don't want to you know just get on Wolfface. What's impressive too, and maybe some decisions there. We know, and maybe this is where Hollywood takes some liberties for a feel good story, right? We know that like an overarching theme of Teen Wolf and Teen Wolf 2 is the, hey, you don't need to be the wolf, right? Yeah, yeah, it's true. But it's true. Wolfface continues to dominate, now moving yeah. into multimedia, the, the video game industry as well, um, knocking on Nintendo yeah. and Sony's door. Um, but yet the wolf, the wolf is prominent, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, you know, that happened at the end of the movie. I don't need to be the wolf. Everything's still great. That bullshit ended ten after ten minutes after we cut stopped filming. Uh, I do. I have to. I, I need to be the wolf. I want to be the wolf, just because you it's know a, it, be the best at everything. It's a classic Hollywood trope, right? They they're yeah. like, hey, you know, we can't we can't talk about how you know people are exceptions to the rule. We want to we want to promote this idea that this is anybody could do this. Right. Yeah, exactly. We all know that's bullshit. So it would have sucked if they like did a movie about the next basketball season where I was going to be human the whole season. And <laughs> lo and behold, we suck again. <laughs> and, I just exactly. had, and I had to become the wolf again. You know, so they, they cut it at the right moment. It's like, yeah, this isn't going to that that concept isn't going to last. Well, the wolf is what you got got you the basketball scholarship. Yeah. Like they don't they don't tell that part of the story. Right. It, it, right. So, yeah, they, they I, took some liberties. I'm, I'm, I appreciate the overall what Hollywood did, but if, if they put in everything that I thought was necessary, it would have been a 10 hour movie. Would have been a great 10 hour movie, but you know, back epic, then you go yeah. do an hour and a half. Yeah, it would have been like Lord of the Rings, you know, an epic quest. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking, I'm thinking Netflix limited series or HBO oh, limited series. Please, if you know anybody, have them call me. We'll, I'll see what I can do. We'll, check yeah, we'll, my Rolodex, and we'll, we'll check in with our corporate offices in Sandusky to see what they can they can do. <laughs> but no, let's dive in. Teen Wolf one. Let's just let's just go. Teen Wolf, the, the OG, the original. Um, yeah, you know, I can give a little bit of. I mean, a little starstruck I, here. I think we should we should have the man himself give us a, a quick summary. Yeah. Of of his life story, released in 1985, directed by Rod Daniel. Yeah, well, obviously, Mr. Hollywood caught wind of what went down in my small town back then and said, Jesus, this would make a great movie. So uh, and they wanted me to star in it. But at that point, I was like, no, let me sit back. You guys do your thing. I'm still playing basketball. I don't want to get hurt doing the movie. Not that I would. I mean, it's impossible. Let me just focus on my academics and basketball career. You guys do what you do. And I just kind of, you know, I pop in every once in a while to make sure things were getting done the way they needed to be. Um, and then they cast this young Canadian uh, who happened to share my first name and middle initial, yeah. uh, Michael J. Fox. And I was kind of worried. I was like, Fox, that's kind of a lame animal. It's almost a cat, basically. But he was a nice kid. You know, and he did a good job representing me. Um, and so I was really happy with the final product. And I think the world at large was as, as well. No, I mean, I can remember seeing it as a kid. It, and, and then and onward as an adult. I watched it recently for this episode and it holds up. I mean, oh, of course, the, it, the, this, I mean, this film really kind of caught fire, right? I, I, you know, the, the critics, right? Which, I mean, what do they know? Um, 
you know, weren't the biggest fans of this film, but audiences couldn't get enough of it. Right, right. And, you know, critics, I mean, everyone hated Weezer's Pinkerton, right? Mm. Uh, all the critics. And uh, that was their best album. And ever since then, it just put out pure shit. Um, so what do the critics know? Exactly. That's a solid point. Yeah, right. I, got, I don't know how that works. Did you go like, through your, um, like, self-doubting phase um, as, as did Rivers, where he... He was almost ashamed of Pinkerton. Was there ever that period of um, being ashamed of Teen Wolf in that story? No, because I knew I was the best. I knew right. it was the best movie of all time. Rivers has, you know, he's a very uh, cautious young man. So I, I get it. He, he read into that too much. And unfortunately, it spoiled him because he, he did like 20 albums after that trying to get it right in the critic's eyes. And it's just, poof, what what's going on, Rivers? Come on. Yeah. I, I would be willing to teach him, you know, how to write a good record these days, but he doesn't return my calls. Yeah, a little Rivers, uh, Wolfface collab. I'm down. Oh, uh, yeah. And I, I think I think it would really revitalize his career. But, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think he listens. I, and I, you know, I don't know River listens, but I think Pat Pat listens. So maybe. I, are they on speaking terms? They... I don't know. Well, you know. Well, Pat, you know, he hits away on the drums. He's not talking to Matt Sharp anymore. But Yeah, I mean, but you never know with these bands sometimes, right? Yeah. Well, they Pat just, had that phrase, that phase where he wanted to play guitar a bit. And they're just the grabbing drums. cash. <laughs> grabbing cash at well, this point. You know, they're grabbing cash on that Hella Mega Tour with Fall Out Boy and Green Day. Yeah. Is that yeah. on a boat? <laughs> no, they've already done it. I would have seen the boat. Tour. I would have gone on the cruise, the <laughs> Weezer cruise. Ah. All right, so this is Weezer cast. Sorry. Anyways, yeah, I think they did a really good job with the movie. <laughs> so, so, yeah, there, I mean, there's some interesting pieces here. Yeah, we can share some observations uh, if you don't mind, uh, Mr. Wolf, um, on the first film, and then I think we'll dive into sure. the, to, to where the, you know, as, as you to quote you earlier, you know Hollywood running amok, going sure, for the cash sure. drive. Yeah, well, I, so um, oh, are you about to ask me a yeah, question? No, or? no, I'm looking at oh. Gabriel. Gabriel's pulling his notes up. Do you have a? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah no. Um, I mean, one like there are some classic moments in this in this film, right? Uh, let's let's not get it twisted. Um, I mean, the the songs here, right? There was. Clearly, no expense spared in the music budget. Um, in this one, they they got the finest songwriters. In yeah, I mean, it's it's really disappointing though that, that you would not had a musical career at that point and that you couldn't have written the songs for this. Yeah, I feel like there are there are certain songs that just seem out of place in a high school dance, <laughs> yeah. right? Especially yeah. one in 1985. Um, no, but but seriously, they like. There are some really great characters. I love, I love the, the camaraderie and then the depiction of the chemistry that you clearly had with. And is Styles the actual name of of your exploitative best friend, um, or yeah. or was that improvised? Is that that's something they changed for the film? No, he was Styles, and you're right. He did. He was a very exploitative friend to me. Um, we've had we've gone to therapy together, and. Uh, you know, we've worked things out, but Styles, I think in the film, Styles, um, you know, things didn't really play out with me and Styles the way they did in real life. And a good example is 
in the garage when I'm coming out of the closet styles and uh, kind of reveal to him, you know, who I truly am, what I truly am. And, uh, you know, he says, uh, he's like freaks out. Oh my God, you're not going to tell me you're a, you know, F word. Right. As if like, that's the worst thing in the world. Like I knew styles would have been totally fine with that. Even back then it wouldn't have been a big deal, but Hollywood back then was weird about, you know, homosexuals and stuff. And so styles, freaks out oh you're not gonna tell me you're you're an f right uh and I, I reassure him no i'm not and that's show him i'm a werewolf and that's perfectly fine i just felt like that really took me that's one of the things that took me out of the film even back then in those days it's like is styles really going to be losing his shit over me being a homosexual and meanwhile he sees i'm a supernatural being and <laughs> he's just nothing but hearts in his eyes and excitement like what well, world was that he's seeing dollar signs That's he's true. like he's like man t-shirts pennants buttons we're making some money here yeah it's true i guess if i was gay he wouldn't be making a bunch of t-shirts about me being gay back in the 80s i don't think he'd sell many of them i uh, mean i i just don't understand how his what are you looking at dick nose t-shirt didn't take off that's a classic, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the the coming out montage, I think, is one of my favorite. It's one of my favorite parts of the the film. Uh, it perfectly scored by the the song "Way to Go." Uh, that was <laughs> pretty. It's pretty good. Uh, you know the the land like car surfing. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's almost it's almost surprised that. yeah it didn't become like a, a liability in the, the the mid to late '80s of you know the age of people recreating. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I discussed that with the studio because that were there were worse, worse some concerns, but they outweighed those concerns by the prospect of making uh, figures in a little miniature van that kids could buy to put the figures on top. You know how like it's kind of like when big companies decide, well, can we afford for this many people to die? Like, are we making enough money to where we can, like, pay off lawyers for, like, 10% of people to die? Yes. That's what Hollywood did. They said, yeah, a bunch of kids can get paralyzed van surfing, but we're going to sell so many toy vans and figures surfing on them. It's yeah, fine. It we out. just that's figured that into the cost of the toy vans. Exactly. Right. We put that money aside, and that's the that's the slush fund to cover the settlements, right? Yeah, exactly. And, and it works. They made a lot of money. <laughs> now there's some poor kids with, you know, who can't walk, but that, that's the dirty side of Hollywood, you know, and that's just, it's been like that for a while. I wonder what the state farm policy was on that one. <laughs> I'll tell you, <laughs> you know, kind of, you know, cause I think, you know, I think we're really going to get into it here when we talk, when Jason Bateman takes over, but um, before we move on, it's cause I think we can almost agree, right? I mean, you've already pro- proclaimed it, um, Michael, but I think, you know, I think we'll probably agree that that Teen Wolf will probably be a great. You know, we'll probably end on that conclusion. Um, yeah, but and objectively so. You know, no, yeah, but I mean, I I think the key takeaways here, right, are it's they like it's coaches three rules. Oh, right? coaches three rules are the three best rules. Never get less than twelve hours sleep. Always. Never play cards with the guy. Uh, the guy who's the same first name as the city. Yep. <laughs> and never go near a lady who has a tattoo of a dagger on her body. You stick with that and everything else scream cheese. Yep. Right? 
Yeah. Um, I think that's important. I, I, I love the advice that, that Styles gives us with, you know, with the band service. It's like, got, got new wheels, good tunes, and a total disregard for public safety. Yeah. Those Classic are words styles. to live by, right? Oh, yeah, man. And I've lived by those words, and that's why my life is so grand. Yeah, that's why we're pushing out. I'm also a werewolf, but. Yeah, well. It's true. It helps, it helps. I, I really, yeah. I mean, lots of good stuff here. Yeah, the classic, um, um, you know, give me a keg, I, I want a keg of beer. It's still. Um, yeah, give me a keg of beer, yep. The red eyes, the that low werewolfy voice. Um, it's that's still, the name of one of our songs. We got not, a song yeah. solely about that, yep. The, the red eyes are, I mean, the special effects are, that was, uh, again, much like the soundtrack, no expense spared with right. the visual, the VFX. Yeah, I think, um, I, I think they had Lucas involved in that even back then. That's why it's, you know, you just can't tell that it's fake. No, you can't. Uh, I mean, so I, I know I've mentioned that there's so many good, the Big Bad Wolf at the, the, the song at Spring Dance. That one's great. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, I love When in the End. Uh, which is played uh, during the, the championship game. Yeah, um, and, and we big... played that at my wedding. That was Booth and I's song at our wedding. Fantastic. It's just such an uplifting song, you know. It makes you excited. It makes you excited for life. Well, it's, it's, it's glad to hear that you and Booth, you know, made it. You know, yeah. As well. yeah like, okay. That's, you know, we weren't aware. Well, yeah, the... we got a couple Cubs. Wow. Congrats. Nice. That's awesome. Thank yeah. you. you know, um, and I mean, sweethearts. It... Yeah, it's. I mean, it's hard not to like a championship game that features several flagrant fouls and lots of dunks. <laughs> well, it's I mean, like the, the the rest just got to let us play, you know. I mean, that's like yeah. the Super like, Bowl. The re, the rest just let them play. Let the guys play and the wolf. And I'll say what's like impressive said, too in that whole you know ending scene, you know, especially compared to when they try to recreate it with boxing. Um, what's so impressive in, in the basketball piece in that whole championship is. Um, the amount of sweat and perspiration on like everyone it's just yeah i was dripping <laughs> it's a very human gym that's, i mean that's my under- i i that's the, that was the one takeaway i got I was i assumed there was no air conditioning and they just all they had was a, a humidifier and they were just pumping warm humid like just warm humidity into the gym they got that right yeah it's, it's literally just it's just a florida gymnasium with forehead. no air conditioning yeah, that was one of my big takeaways, even as a like memories as a child, the the red eyes and then the amount of sweat in the gym during the basketball game, like the two two key memories. Um, but one thing I really enjoyed that really stick with me back then, but this rewatching, is the weird blur slowdown effect of the crowd during the credits. Um, just interesting choice, interesting choice. Yeah. They- Love it. Love it. I mean, like, like, the, the normal thing would have been like just freeze frame on the crowd and let the credits roll. It's no less. It's a slow crawl, almost uh, like a freeze frame. Yeah, but it's also doing a weird swirly distortion thing. Um, I, I'm sure some sort of metaphor, you know. <laughs> it was about them blurring the lines around how this actually ended and what came after. Right. That's the way I interpreted that. You know, that's my sort of creative interpretation. Um, I do. There's one one role in this film that I did want to kind of call out. All right. Um, that is like an uncredited role. Um, but it's a uh, it's Court McCown who was one of your teammates, right? Or or one of the teammates of of Michael J. Fox who was obviously playing the part yep. of you, Michael J. Wolf. Yeah. Um, but 
that dude was Quint from Can't Buy Me Love. Hmm. Oh. Right? He's the guy that spills the red wine on the white suede suit in, in Can't Buy Me Love and, and creates the whole, he's the whole linchpin really of that film. So just, you know, shocked that he wasn't credited here, but really wanted to kind of call that out. Nice trivia. I didn't know that. That's, uh, that's what we do. We have a couple of interns um, back on the show and they, they dig those facts up for us. And I, I just watch movies at like 6 a.m. some days because I'm awake and, you know, just pay really close attention. Write things down. Yeah. All right. So let's let's, you know, speaking of basketball, let's pivot here real quick. Um, yeah. I mean, some uncomfortable territory in, in all yeah. aspects. Um, let's let's talk about a film that's punching below its weight class. Oh, yeah. <laughs> a little time goes by, but not long. And, and Teen Wolf 2 appears. Yeah. Team yeah. Wolf two T O O as in Team Wolf also an excited young man. I wanna I wanna see what what new adventures await um, the Teen Wolf in in, this, in in college. This film pops up on the scene, right? Like just two years after. Yeah. Yep. The the actual story, and they're like like hey, you know what that that film did really well. Um, did they reach out to you at all and ask if you had a cousin? No, it wasn't a cousin talk. It was Michael J. We want you back. We want your story back. We're gonna put you in college. I was like, like I, I didn't even go to college. So you know what? It, it, what do you need me for? And I don't want anything to do with it. It's a money grab. Mm -hmm. So they said, okay, fine. They tried. They reached out to Michael J. Fox, and I said, Michael J. Take it from me, Michael J. Just stay away from it. It's gonna be garbage. So that's when they pivoted to the cousin angle. Mm -hmm. My supposed cousin and Jason Bateman. He was hungry back then. I still resent him to this day. Wow. Um, but they got him. And, you know, the first scene, the only actor they could convince to return was the guy who played my dad in the first movie. And right. And he's driving his nephew to college, right? At the and why? Scene. Why would an uncle drive their nephew <laughs> to college? Who does that? No uncle does that. And surprise, surprise. He immediately turns into a werewolf in the van, and the cousin's like, "Oh, uncle, don't yeah. turn into a werewolf." And you're just so, he's like, "That's not me. That's not me." Hollywood's just trying to prove, "Look, we got this actor, so it's not going to be complete garbage because at least someone came back, and they wanted to prove that right off the bat." And that's when I saw it immediately. Bad taste in my mouth immediately. Well, so in all fairness, right? I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna blame Jason Bateman a little less, and I'm gonna put more of the blame on Kent Bateman, who produced this this flaming heap of trash. Is he related to Jason Bateman? What do you think? Well, I mean, one can only assume. Well, I would you think know. so. I never I never even knew that. Yeah, is that I'm, his dad? Somebody, we're looking it up. We got the interns doing. I, I'll say this. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it, that's what makes this a tough film these days because Bateman, by most, you know, I can understand your reasoning, um, but by most, you know, now with his Arrested Development fame, his his quirky sense of humor, his his turn to directing with uh, the Ozarks. Just, hey, um, I like Ozarks. I like Arrested Development. Yeah, celebrated lad. And um, But he's got this skeleton hanging in his closet. Uh, yeah. Off too. And so, so did he get that role from Daddy or something? Is that really what happened? So, so yeah, the, the, that is exactly how this happened, right? Kent, oh. Kent was a film producer. Um, he produced a handful of films, but, I mean, this was, this was a way for him to kind of get his son, um, uh, you know, in, into a major feature film. 
Wow. Talk about child protective services needing to stop by. Yeah. Now, you know, now I, I'm kind of feeling bad for the the, the lower Bateman. I mean, we, you know, we talk about styles being exploitative of you. And I mean, really, we, we got a real life scenario, not just a fictional depiction, right? The slight yeah. exaggeration of, of your and Styles relationship. But, but we have a father exploiting a son for a quick cash grab. And he put that kid in that dance scene. Oh, he uh, put his son in that dance scene. Oh. The musical number in this yeah. <laughs> What's the, the over the over long musical number. Oh, yeah, exactly. It's rough. It is rough. Man. Well, that's the other thing that's rough in this is the um, the makeup. Just the, the 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 wolf suit for Jason Bateman is. <laughs> it's, it's so. Sh- it's, it's so, so bad. It's so bad. And this is this is two years later. It's you would think like, yeah. hey, the stuff we used on on Michael J. Fox, you know. We, 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 we on... just have we should have that like in storage somewhere. What, and pull it out. Yeah. Why change yeah, it at all? I mean, we're cousins. Because it seemed can't... like it seemed like we got to see more of the pretty of the pretty face, the the Bateman face. Where Michael J. Fox, you know, I, I've seen Wolf face, face play live. You know, I, I've seen you, Michael J. Wolf, um, in, in the flesh. Right. Um, yeah. You know, werewolves. You got hair all over your face. It's just it's 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 what happens. And and Michael J. Fox has that too, like it's on the cheeks, yep. and that and um, Bateman the, as as a werewolf, it's like that whole face is there. It just looks like bad plastic surgery. Yeah, yeah, you're right. With an Amish beard. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what like it is. It's, it's, like Amish. It's, it's Amish wolf. Is what it's it is. Rough. So that was that was the one thing that was really hard to watch. Um, was that the one thing that was really hard to watch? <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> I know. Well, I, I'm bummed. Yeah. I'm bummed I can't be here for two hours because there's a lot of things we can be talking about. <laughs> I just want to get into like I feel like there's some there's some scenes in this film that are very denigrating to to people of the lichen species, um, you know. And and so I I just I take I take offense on for you and and your your people. Thank you. Um, with regards to just certain certain aspects, so. Right there is the the scene where he first changes during the boxing match, and for some reason, rather than just letting him kind of pop up off the candidate, he needs to come flying into the ring, and rather than speaking, <laughs> he's just growling the entire time. Right. Um. That like that that seems like, like a very disrespectful. Yeah, thing. like we're so dumb, we just become yeah. like like slobbering dogs. Slobbering dogs. Yeah. You know? Uh, speaking of, of that, right, there's a, there's a scene where a Frisbee is thrown and, and he runs and catches no, he it runs in and his mouth. It. Well, d- yeah, How just, fucking yeah. stupid. Well, just the level of, you know, we were talking a little bit in the first one about the styles and level of acceptance of werewolf and, and werewolf culture. And just as a whole, the school, you know, the high schoolers, for the most part, embraced and accepted werewolf culture. Oh, uh, yeah. And back yeah. out where... There's a, a theme, an overarching theme of these college kids who um, reject, ridicule, and, and mock werewolf, werewolf culture. You know, with the fleas in the, in the science room when they let, or the science, the auditorium lecture hall. That's, yeah, and, and it, it, just the science lab is like, I mean, why are you even in here, guys? You're, like, you're in college and you're, you're having a frog fight? Yeah, though I did love the frog fight, guys. <laughs> what I are we doing? I, I yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you're right, that, but that's a great point because it's like reverse yeah the college kids were acting how high school kids act and the high school kids were acting like college kids like, act yeah more sense. mature kids mm-hmm, 
But no, it was very honest. Like, wow, what? You know, why all the the werewolf culture hate? And it, it just there were some weird things here, right? I mean, you know, it, clearly in the in the first Teen Wolf, uh, when you first discover your your supernatural powers, um, right? There, there's some nod to oh, there's a slight kind of change in demeanor, but not not an overarching like an overarching like change to your entire personality, right? It's just you right. you get a taste of popularity, you know you. you you kind of ride that wave a little bit, um, but fundamentally, like you're not you're not like turning on your friends. You're you're not kind of abandoning your hopes and dreams. But in this film, this guy, like he's like, I want to be a veterinarian, and now he is a a werewolf, and he's like, I I don't even care about science anymore. Uh, <laughs> you know, he he starts being an ass to everybody. Uh, he's he's essentially just I assume he's just murdering these other boxing contestants. <laughs> Uh, how unfair right yeah and and like he goes from dressing like what i thought was you know fairly reasonable <laughs> attire to wearing these like absolutely horrendous kind of polyester really bright shitty suits and ties and just weird it's a yeah, weird because that was choice. real hot in the mid 80s you know <laughs> like, yeah no you're, you're right it's, it's so crazy and i mean we can't ignore the the fact that who the hell has ever heard of a college boxing team? When has that ever been a popular thing? Yeah. And why I, is my... I assume that's got to be a real thing, right? Because they, they have Olympic boxing. Those boxers can't be professionals. You know, kind of like kind of like Olympic wrestling. So the, the existence of a boxing team, okay. But why this is now such a huge draw for crowds at the college. Right. And, and why they are offering a person who played tuba uh, in the high school band a, a boxing scholarship is beyond me. Well, and, and let's let's uh, not leave that subject because how many times you, you got a high school basketball coach who has a hell of a winning season, and what does he do? He gets promoted to becoming a college boxing coach. Because in and, that movie, that's supposed to be my same coach from high school. Wow. Yes. Yeah. 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 Yet another continuity issue. We really want to talk about these two films together. Uh, they, they completely replaced the coach. And, and yeah. bo- basketball coaches don't become boxing coaches. No, exactly. And and the, and the only way the movie like tells the viewer that this is the same coach, because like, they look nothing alike, nah. is he, well, in their apartment, like, he alike. gazes at his desk, and there's a picture of me with him from the first movie. And he's like, "Ah, oh, those were the days." <laughs> like, it's right? like I, I coached your I coached your cousin in basketball. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so obviously, I'm now a boxing coach at the collegiate level. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was a crappy basketball coach. Yeah, he knew oh, nothing he... about boxing. <laughs> Life advice? Yes, I mean, I look yeah. his advice about avoiding the lady with a tattoo of a dagger on her arm. I don't know Good how you point. go wrong with that, but how that results know. in in a job, you know. Uh, with with a college, I'm, I'm not entirely sure. But it also seems like this college is just like banking all of it on unboxing. Like that's their sport. Um, it's you know they're well, banking <laughs> their 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 future, their standing in the yeah. collegiate community on a, a really crappy boxing team. Yeah, because there's so much money that goes towards that college <laughs> boxing program. That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, it, it, 
Sorry, yeah, go ahead. It's, it's, no, it's just, it's so, it's so weird. And, and I, I mean, the thing that I appreciate though, is like, it feels like they spent a little bit more money here and they got, you know, John, John Aston to play Dean Dunn. Yeah. Um, and they got Kim Darby to come in and play professor Brooks. Um, you know, well, they it, probably they probably saved money because it's it's in essence the same script. I don't think they had to write new. They they the rewrites for this they just took the the original yeah. script <laughs> and scribbled made, out basketball. Yeah, and they, every time it said basketball, they wrote boxing. Every time it said high school, they wrote college. Yeah, um, and, well, they, and they, they, they didn't in. have to. They didn't even have to rewrite Chubby. No, nope. it's just like <laughs> Chubby's here, and they did a weird. And they did a, there's a weird middle section, like a, it has to be 15 minutes, maybe 10. Um, the montage musical thing, but it's not just your typical montage. There's just a, a, a chunk of this film where there's no dialogue, but it's not your typical montage scene. It's just the movie's playing. At one point, he's just driving his car around, and then they're doing something else, and, and it's just nothing. Uh... The, the movie Team Wolf Two is a mir is is a miracle, and I think it's and you're making me realize it's a miracle because the fact that there's a werewolf in the movie is the most believable part of the film, <laughs> that's and fair. that's pretty amazing. So maybe uh, old uh, Bateman's dad deserves some credit there because that's pretty impressive. And listen, I'm going to give a hot take. I promised one hot take to the to the listeners in the Patreon pre-show. One hot take for Team Wolf Two. <laughs> Um, and mine is, there was, I, I liked this film more than I thought it would. I liked it. Um, the first 30 minutes I was ready. I, I called Gabriel. I'm like this, I got to turn this thing off. This is not happening. I stuck with it. <laughs> um, I liked it. Um, did I like it as a teen wolf or just any sort of werewolf type movie? No. Um, but by the end, I appreciated that at least the attempt at, at Bateman's character's um, redemption, where he went around and he apologized to everybody for being an asshole. And he uh -huh. said, he said, hey, I was an asshole. I was an asshole. He blamed the wolf. I don't think he had to go there. Um, that's on him. Seems like a weird thing to do. Yeah, they're one and the same. He's it's just on, not yeah. owning a part of himself. That's what I mean. So there's, like I said, this, deep, this movie has like a deep sort of like, just, you know, rejection of, of werewolf lifestyle and, and et cetera. Yeah. That definitely um, goes back to that discrimination angle because yeah, you're that's definitely exactly right. Underlying. But I did appreciate where the first, you know, and maybe you can speak to, you know, kind of your own life and your reactions. Well, the first Teen Wolf movie, you know, Michael J. Fox is just like, all right, you know what? I don't have to be the wolf. I won't be the wolf. I can still win a basketball game, right? He, he kind of just yep. does his thing. His dad goes and cleans up some messes for him. Um, but Teen Wolf 2, Bateman owns it as much as he can. Um and then, you know, wins a boxing match. So I at least like that angle, even though it might have been the Hollywood meddling and, and, and you know, distorting a, a story. Um, sure. I, I, I gave, this time around, as a 40-something-year-old man, um, I, I found something to appreciate in this, uh, in this garbage of a film, garbage truck of a film. So well, hot, hey, take, ever, hot take concluded. I, I'm never going to fault anyone for their opinions about a movie. <laughs> Even when their opinion is completely wrong. <laughs> Listen, I was prepared for this. I was prepared for but, this. But uh, no, I would never fault you for it, though. But like I said, <laughs> if in, in a world, if it had any other title and was not connected to the Teen Wolf story and attempting to even expand on this Teen Wolf universe with the 
with the the professor at the end that she's a werewolf too. Um, oh, yeah. Now you're just getting silly and hokey um, with the werewolf yeah, tails. The, the tail. Out, the tail the is the bell. I'm like, come on. Yeah. So don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I'm not here singing its praises. It It's a blasphemy to have the word teen and the word, word wolf in, in its title anywhere. So uh, nice. Go ahead. No, I'm sorry. I was, I was just hoping you guys could remind me of something because I haven't seen that movie in like a decade. Because I don't. Well, I don't blame to. you. I mean, they really, they they really bastardized your story. Right. They, they really. Yeah. I mean, I, this film was an affront to you as a person. It's a wound I don't want to pick. Exactly. Often. Right? That's fair. So, so remind me of this at the end of the movie where he's in the final boxing match and mm-hmm. he's getting pummeled and he is about out of it. Does this really happen? Because this is how I remember it, and I can't really know if it's a dream or not. He looks into the audience, sees his dad, or no, his uncle, I'm sorry, my dad, yep. and the dad kind of like winks at him and does this like fist under his chin, like that's the secret move. Mm-hmm. An uppercut. uppercut. Yeah. So the guy just turns around, uppercuts, and wins the fight. That's the secret move? Was that really what happened? I'm pretty sure it was. It, he does the uppercut move. He doesn't get the uppercut in right away. But he, event- a, he eventually gets the uppercut in. There are a series of mistakes by his opponent. Yeah. That opens up the uppercut. But, but yeah, I mean, like he wouldn't, I mean, if he were any kind of fucking boxer, he'd understand that an uppercut's pretty, that's a pretty yeah. powerful bunch. And, you know, you throw that when that presents itself. And I think um, it's Bateman's girlfriend, his love interest. I think she mouths, I love you as well. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, that is also what, and that, that is the, Lewis I don't understand that relationship at all, right? With <laughs> Booth, at least we have this established, like these, these two have known each other since they were kids, right? Yeah. They were not popular yeah. kids, but they were, they were best friends, he right? They accepted one the another. Because they were both trying to get the same book. Yeah, it's, and it, like she, she falls in love with him in and like again, two seconds. And again, the same beat for beat, same script, boxing max over. He goes past the blonde popular girl that he was initially interested in. Yeah. And, and, and goes straight to the girl, just as it was done. Just the same fake out audience, fake out move done in, in part one. Yeah. So the one, if I like, cause yeah. I feel, I feel bad, like I just yeah, we're winding shitting down here, so on yeah. a movie. If, I, if I'm saying takes. one nice thing about this film. See, I gave a nice thing. Yeah. The one nice thing I can say about this film is they they paid for songs, right? They they got Oingo Boingo, right? Oh, there, no. there are there are Oingo Boingo songs in this, and and real life's Send Me an Angel is in this. That's right. So I mean, there's some serious fucking '80s cuts in the soundtrack for this film. I mean, look, I love John yeah. Aston. I like James Hampton. I like I like. Uh, you know, I like Jason Bateman. I think what he's done as an, uh, as an adult actor um, is fantastic. I love Arrested Development. Um, oh, of course. But, but you know, the the, if, 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 past, if there's yeah. one nice thing I can say about this film, it's the soundtrack. Soundtrack solid. Yeah. So whoever wrote Simeon Angel, they hoard that song out to like every 80s movie in the world, huh? But- isn't it like a billion other 80s movies? It's in The Wizard. It's in with Team Wolf 2. The Wizard. Love it. Well, I mean, any anytime you, you got like, hey, I, you know, I, I need, there, there's like a girl who's going to come in and like help me save myself. Um, you know, that's, but the Oingo Boingo songs are, are pretty solid. 
Was it an Oingo Boingo song during the, the dance sequence in Team Wolf 2? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, I can't um, I am trying to vet that. Um, <laughs> For some reason, that sounds right to me. Okay, there, I haven't seen the movie in a while. There are multiple Ungo Boingo songs in, in this film. There is a, there's a, it's an Oingo Boingo song, Outrageous. Um, and then also, Who Do You Want to Be? Which I think might have been the one you're you're talking about. Okay, yeah, that sounds right. That it was an Orango Bongo song, but also like the, there's a Beat Farmer song in this. Uh, it's it's not a perfect soundtrack, um, but it's it it feels like the money that they kind of held back on the soundtrack for one. They they didn't shy away from spending here a little bit. Yeah, well, they, they, they definitely had something. the budget. They were yeah. using the budget for my story. That's fair. It over to to as an investment, triple their money, and they probably did. Yeah, I know. I mean, I can't imagine two did well, but you never know. Uh, never know. are you speaking box office? Yeah, this box office return. It's oh, um. But yeah, n- n- yeah, no. So, so they killed the um, franchise, you know. And they, you know, I'm I'm just happy you were able to. Um, as we wrap up here, I know you got to go soon. Um, I'm just happy you were able to kind of you know triumph beyond um, what the, what what happened with this. Oh yeah, this film. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a cockroach. <laughs> yeah. So 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 just for some comparison's sake, um, right? Uh. The box, like so, the the budget. And do we? I I don't have a budget here for some reason. IMDb is not listing the budget for, uh, Team Wolf One, or the the original Team yeah. Wolf. I don't think it was. I don't think it was a lot. Yeah, it can't be. No, it definitely um, was not. Uh, but but the box office take here. Uh. So worldwide gross was 33 almost 33.1 million okay not bad uh i do want to know what the budget was well that doesn't include vhs and DVDs, oh yeah no no, right? no. We're, we're we're strictly talking yeah, it's lived on in home media for sure oh yeah oh 100 and well and then you got to talk about like revenue from streaming and and yeah. featured on hbo so all right so the budget this film was 1.2 million. Nice, 33.1, right? So, I mean, we're we're talking a net here of almost almost 32 yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Not too shabby. Yeah, not too shabby. That's right? 80s not, bucks. Not too. at all. Yeah, that's 80 dollars. So, yeah, 80 dollars. Right. Uh, the budget for Demon Wolf Two was more than double. It's three million. Wow. And the world gross worldwide was seven point nine. Oh, oh. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, I think that tells the story. That tells the story. <laughs> yeah. It tells us what people wanted and what they enjoyed and what they appreciated. And it's it's clear, you know. I think it's, uh, there's a clear. This tells a very clear story. Yeah. Right. 
So I know I know we're almost out of time here. We'll just go around the circle just to make it official because that's what they require us to do in our Sandusky offices when we send. We even off. talk about the fact they replace styles and still call them styles. Well, yeah, that, that is, too. Oh my gosh, they weren't kidding anybody. I mean, it wasn't even close. <laughs> Not even in the ballpark. That same name, same kind of personality, but. And my cousin's roommate in college. You think Styles went to college? <laughs> yeah, right. Did no. anyone pay attention to his character? And then, and then, Sty- and then, and then Styles. Styles became a later. drug dealer after high school. A hundred percent. He's an entrepreneur. He not yes. college. No, no. Uh, he was a, he was running like he was running weed boats in South Florida. I mean, that's <laughs> that's my guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right, go, let's, we'll go around Robin here. Um, Teen Wolf one, uh, Teen Wolf, Teen Wolf two. Um, we'll just we we'll just kind of say it out. Great, not great. Um, you know, we'll, we'll we'll go. You know, we'll just go this way. I'll give my vote. Michael J. Wolf, you give yours. And Gabriel, give the the final vote. We only need a majority. Okay. I'm gonna go, Teen Wolf. You know, I'm, I'm gonna go great, and uh, Teen Wolf two. You know, not great. So the uh, same. I mean, it's that, that's factually and objectively accurate i can't say that enough team wolf great team wolf two garbage (laughs) you know i i I don't even i don't even feel like i need to share anything here i mean i i I think we know where i stand with team wolf two t-o-o uh it's not a sequel if you have to use a synonym for also yeah (laughs) exactly so um no, that's uh, I I do think Teen Teen Wolf holds up from a nostalgia perspective. There's enough heart in that film, yeah. Uh, that it, it, it still kind of hits movie. hits yeah. the same notes. I mean, how do you? The, the only song that they paid for right was was Surfing USA, and they used that to effect with the band yeah. surfing. It's, on two it's, occasions it's, it's full of iconic scenes things we remember even though some of the youth of today have have not seen it um i think Werewolves when they wearing do, sunglasses yeah i think it clicks Come you on. see it it clicks it's there um, and just for your for your patreon free for your patreon viewers yeah yeah who uh who stuck around this long i'll break character and let you guys know teen wolf is far from my favorite film <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all nostalgia. It's a great, it's a good movie. You know, it's fun. It's total nostalgia. But uh, is it on my top five list? No. And yes. I, I don't even remember why I started a band about it. <laughs> it's like yeah. it was, I, I wrote some songs. I hate writing lyrics, and I, I think it must have been on TV or something. I was just like, I'll just write words about the movie Teen Wolf, and well, it stuck. <laughs> but like I said, it, it's 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 a fun little um, stick. It's it's hilarious. It's I mean, it's like say it's what brought me out so many years ago. Um, actually, I've seen some other friends' band, and they said, "Hey, Wolfface is playing next door oh. um, at like the Emerald or something, right?" And uh, I was like, "Yeah, I'll go check that out or whatever that was next door to Club something." Um, and I'm like, "Yeah, I'll go check these guys out." And then it was, uh, you know, become a bit of an obsession in a way. Like every time you're playing out, you try to make it. So, oh, it, thanks, it, brother. It, it gives a fun thing, and I like it any time when you can put a little, you know, a little little bit to it and then all right and then from there you go where it goes the my vote thing, remains the same even yeah. out of character great no. and garbage my votes are still no, the same. same you know you get that um but yeah so yeah so i think it's great and we appreciate it um coming on there for sure well listen this is usually a a, a patreon exclusive um 
Okay. But we'll probably be, because th- this whole episode happened, because we got to a stretch goal um, and, and got enough, uh, oh, sweet. An, so another tier opened up everyone on our gets a peek. Everyone gets a peek behind the curtain. I like that. Yeah, so if you're cool with it, they made it this far. Um, obviously, people don't get access to this live stream, um, except for those yeah. exclusive Patreon members. But Understood. Um, but we are opening this up as a... As an as an open for all fans of the show, not just the, the patrons. So, um, but th- cool, this whole cool. episode happened because of our Patreon. Um, because we hit that goal, we reached out. We were able to get in touch with your folks, and um, we we made it happen. You're able to pay make my number. You know, I I have a number to do these things, and you made it. I appreciate. It. Thank you, Patreons. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, and, in essence, they paid you. I guess is how you can really look at it. You know? Yeah, I, I, it doesn't matter where it's coming from. It's buying me a hot zero dollars <laughs> of that Patreon. <laughs> well, yeah, we're, we're still well, in debt to our corporate offices, um, for sure. But well, listen, right. you guys do what you need to do. I'm going to buy another hot tub. So <laughs> that's what you do. Um, I'm going to go van surf. <laughs> Fuck you guys. I'm out. <laughs> So I know, like I said, any last things about Wolfface? I know you got to get out of here. We're going to wrap this exclusive special episode up as well. Um, I know Wolfface has the record that was released somewhat amongst during COVID, the Still uh, still Golden record. Yes. Anything else? Yep. To, but I know we're kind of record release. Where can folks buy that Still Golden yeah, record? In, in, anything uh, to, to promote that? Yeah, yeah. You can go to the label uh, site. It's uh, Say 10 Records out of uh, Virginia, and that's say s-a-y dash the number 10 so it's www.say-10.com they still have some of those records left and yeah it kind of sucks because it got released during covid we had to cancel a tour where we would have been promoting it and we we really that flea market thing was the first time we got to sell it about a a month ago the actual vinyl because all our shows got canceled you know so yeah that uh, was a a punk rock flea market down in um you know central south florida yeah Um, or where you and I kind of, you know, touch base about the podcast. And I will tell you this, like I said, it's um, my, my, my teenage son was with me. Um, oh, who yeah. I talk about on this show who I often try to expose him to things. And, and he has a, he's an appreciation for, for many things um, um, as well. It seemed at the moment in the wolf face show, he was, you know, being a little teenagery, but you know, Hey, you gotta be, you, you, <laughs> you, you can't like what your dad likes. Um, yeah. But, but the end of the story is a happy one. At the end of it, um, you know, the kid has recently picked up some vinyl. He has a, he has, he has a, a couple anime records and anime soundtracks. He has a, oh, forgive him. He has Weez, <laughs> one of Weezer's most recent records on vinyl. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. Their the, the orchestra record that they, re, um, OK Human, oh. I think it's called. And then he has a Wolf Face record because um, he oh, said as, as we were leaving before the merch table backed up, he's like, uh, can I get a Wolf Face album? And I said, I love you, son. And, uh, Sounds like and... a good kid. <laughs> so, so, so just for like uh, update. Yeah. The Wolf Face uh, Still Golden LP is sold out on the Say oh, 10 Records well, website. Probably, you know what? Oh, thank you, really? Thank you, our yeah. live streamers. I think they just raided your, your shop. Yeah. Oh man, awesome. your Patreon, your live streamers are strong, man. Yeah, that's it is, crazy. It is currently sold out. Wow. Yeah. Well, we have some, so if anyone wants one, you can order it from our band camp, uh, or come see us at a live show. We have some to sell. Cool. Um, and and I know you're also you can find your stuff on the um, the streaming services as well. Um, you know, Spotify and whatnot. I'm sure. Um, 
Absolutely. And that, that wolf face band camp is, is wolf dash face dot yes. bandcamp.com. Thank you. Yeah. That's where we sit. We usually put up our shirts and, and stuff for sale. Which another other son story. I have a video of my younger son and um, well, he was in second grade at the time. I, I picked up a, a wolf face shirt at a, um, a local record shop, Micro Groove, here in, in, in my town of Tampa. Oh, cool. And he was reading it because um, you know, he was picking up his words. And, uh, you know, he, he appropriately stated, um, hey, coach, put me in on second thought. <laughs> Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Good kid. <laughs> they grow up so fast. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a put me in coach on second thought, go fuck yourself. That's one of our songs. Yeah. yeah. And, 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 and I look, I, I don't know if we can take credit for this via the live stream, but all of the physical records are sold out on Bandcamp as well. Jeez, man. Uh, well, so, that just means I have but, to, that, that just means we have to update our band, Bandcamp. Can purchase the digital album. Actually, yeah. I think they are. I, I think the only physical record we still have is still golden, actually. So, yeah, the other ones are sold out. So thank you again to your live streamers and Patreon. I mean, we had like 500 when we started this podcast. Yeah. yeah. And uh, Gone. So that's that's impressive. Thank you, guys. It's, you know, yeah, I think we, we, they're keeping us rolling here. So we appreciate that. All right. So, Michael J. Wolf, we know you got to go. We got you a little extra on the extended time. Yeah, it's um, cool. We appreciate that. This is awesome. We will um, see you out soon in the wild. Um, awesome. Oh. Yeah, we thank oh. you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Absolute <laughs> pleasure. Take That's care. Alright, say take care. three rules that I live by. Never get less than 12 hours sleep. Never play cards with a guy who's got the same first name as a city. And never go near a lady who's got a tattoo of a dagger on her body. Now you stick with that. Everything else is cream cheese.